Thanks for pressing play. I'm Gem Swallow and this is Quirky Gems Podcast. Here you'll find conversation, environment, day-to-day life, curiosities, the things I come across and try, and current events coming to you every Thursday from Southampton, UK. So let's get stuck in. Have you ever wanted to hear your advert played on Quirky Gems Podcast? Maybe you're a blogger, fellow podcaster, small business or author? Check out my Etsy shop, etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash made by gem or direct message me on Twitter or Instagram. It's at Radio Gem. It's that time of the year again. Prezi list, wrapping paper, perhaps even ribbon. But needless to say, there's always something we have forgotten. Why not get your Christmas stickers with us? With our fast shipping, we have you covered. Order by 10am for same-day dispatch, Monday to Friday. Check out CosmicCLP.co.uk, find us on Instagram at CosmicCLPStickers and Facebook at facebook.com forward slash CosmicCLP. Want a special little something as a Christmas stocking filler or a present for yourself? How about a pin? Bobby pin set or necklace to wear as a conversation starter at work? Ooh, and Secret Santa. You got this. Check out Made by Gem on Etsy. Etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash Made by Gem. A day in the life of a podcaster. But you can call me Gem. A day in the life of a podcaster. If you just checked out that blooper that I did for my social medias, and hopefully that set the tone for the episode that you're about to <laughs> you're about to witness. <laughs> this is the second time recording this. I got to a good bit in this episode, and then my body was like, "Oh no, I'm gonna sneeze," and I don't edit it out, so it was like, "Okay, we'll go with this." Welcome to Granky Gems Podcast, the madness that is me, and I'm gonna show you a little bit about behind the scenes of what a day in the life of a podcaster is like i'm going to be talking about my health i'm going to be talking about my family i'm going to be talking about an average day an average week and so i hope you'll find this episode interesting before we get stuck in though i'm going to put out there that i was interviewed just recently for a digital magazine called jordan lee you might know her as life of a glasgow girl And she interviewed me about Quacky Gems podcast. If you aren't signed up to her mailing list, then you probably didn't get a chance to read it. No worries, though. She has graciously allowed me to share the interview on my website. It's thequackygems.wordpress.com. Again, thequackygems.wordpress.com. If you want to check it out, it's also on my link tree on my social medias. And if you want to check it out, it's there for you. I will also link it on my stories and probably on my social media. So... You won't miss out. So, little disclaimer, I'm in a cold room, so I probably sound a little bit stuffed up. Probably why I sneezed as I was recording this very episode about five minutes ago, and it really annoyed me. But still, the show will go on. So, when I was thinking about how to format this episode, I came up against two options. The first one that I was going to edit it together kind of by little snippets on a voice recorder and kind of edit it together like I've just woke up or a couple of hours later, this is what I'm doing. But I thought, okay, I don't know if I can carry that out simply because it will be exhausting for me. You know, I have chronic fatigue syndrome. Fatigue is a thing. And so my job is to make sure I don't crash with that. So I figured, okay, with the help of talking to my other half, we decided 
we'll just write it down and I'll tell you what a day and a week is like behind the mic. I'm a poet and didn't know it, who knew? So, there are a bunch of labels that goes into being a podcaster. There are. You might think you sit behind the mic, you press record, you talk about anything that comes to your mind, you hope someone listens and you're a podcaster. Yeah, that can be. If that's your bag, then well, be it for me to put shade over your dream. You go forth and you do your thing. But for me, it's a lot different. <laughs> so, Greggy Jam's podcast is three years old. And I, if you don't know, I had a podcast before called Imagination with him. And I've also radio presenter and DJ. So podcasting is fit right in. So when I was actually composing the show notes for this, and I wrote down all the hats that I wear that go into Quirky Gems podcast, here they are. So photographer, social media manager, presenter, producer, admin, secretary, finance, secret keeper, more on that later, advertiser, planner, DJ, data analyst, editor, voiceover artist, and graphic designer. All of these go into what makes Quirky Gems Podcast, Quirky Gems Podcast. (laughs) So I will start off with photographer. I'm not going to go through all of these because I no one got time for that. But yeah, so photographer. One thing I like about Quirky Gems Podcast are the cover art. The things you see that you click on with the podcast that get you to press play and be like, I'll just have a cheeky little listen. You know, no one's watching. I might be at work on the tube in bed or wherever. I hate no judgment. But I'll just have a little play on this and we'll see how it goes. That sounded really bad, didn't it? In my head, that went out a different way. But still, so photographer to me. I am the photographer in my family. It's true. I don't know where it comes from. But if there's a, something happening, like my cat will do something or we're having a funny five minutes doing something, you know, because this is my life, I'm mad. Then, <laughs> like you didn't know that. If, you know, this is my life, you can always find me taking pictures on a camera or planning something with a camera. I do that. It's just something that isn't actually a part of my life. It's something that... People know me, old Jem's got a camera out. You can't be camera shy in my family. People have tried and they failed miserably because <laughs> even the pictures you don't see, I will capture. I will. I will, I will try. And um, I'm not so good like, in front of the camera. That That's a, a different thing. But behind the camera, this is me. So I enjoy taking different photographs for cover art. And it helps me to remember the episodes that I've done as well. And so I think that's what, you know, it takes Quacky Gems podcast away from other podcasters as well. Unless you're one that does interviews and you're going to have like different people on your cover up. But I'm assuming you're not the one taking the photograph. I know when I've done interviews in the past with people, and I was saying, you know, can I have a picture? Someone else is taking a picture and I just have to edit it together. But for me, I find it interesting how you can take a snapshot of your life in time. And then a year down the line, you can be shown it via archive on Instagram. And you can, 
I know Facebook has the same kind of thing. They are from the same company, so it makes sense. But for me, I like the fact you can look over, say, three years ago, if you're taking a picture that time that was like one in a story. But I like the fact that you can look over three years ago and you'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember that. So just recently I did one three years ago, an archive showed up on my Instagram about chronic fatigue syndrome. And I was like, wow. Oh, I vaguely remember that but yeah I still have the hands warmers as well so it's like oh you know I remember that oh it's been four years now I've had those hand warmers so it's you know it's a little memory that's something that I really like doing but all of the roles that you have all go into making the podcast as it is and I'll be honest I'm very proud of it because seven years <laughs> I say, I'm going to say this, it's strange actually, this kind of goes underneath the title of Secret Keeper. I was having a conversation just recently with someone that is very close to me that I love dearly, and they asked me, you don't talk about your health conditions a lot, and they were asking me why, and I was pondering this, I gave them an answer, but I was pondering this this morning, and as I was preparing to get behind the mic, you know, this episode's probably going to either go out tonight or tomorrow because I have to go out tomorrow. Depends on how my body is. But what I found curious is that I approach my health in a really, I think, a healthy way, to be honest. But it hasn't always been like that. When I talk about my health, okay, so if you guys have followed me for a good amount of time on the podcast, you'll know I've talked about endo. That was about three, four years ago now endometriosis and the little area in my life that I was talking about I was trying to find a solution I thought I found one but I was met with a closed door and that had a really really bad impact on my mental health and it's something that I couldn't go over I couldn't go around I couldn't go through I couldn't go under so I just kind of thought okay this is closed door I'm gonna move on you know, beginning, middle and the end of it, I'm going to move on. It's just something I've got to manage. Shouldn't be like that, but this is what my lesson was. And so I kind of got to the realisation that at this time in life, in the planet I'm living on, in the society I'm living in, what I require just isn't available to me. So I'm just going to have to use the tools I have to live with what I've got and try and live as comfortably as I can. That's it in a nutshell. So when I think about my health, I, you won't find me dwelling. I don't know how. I don't like to sit there all day on the sofa and watch the world go by. I can't do it. I've tried. I've had seven years or eight years now. I've had migraines since the age of 12. And you learn that certain parts of society aren't built to accommodate you. And so you get resourceful in what you can and can't do. I will say, though, that the lesson has been, I wish that there had been more people going into the roles that we all want to do, but showing us how to do it. And when I was younger, there was not many people that did that. When I was younger, it's quite interesting because my health was an important part of my life, even from the age of 12, because it hurt. There are parts of my body that hurt and I knew that I I kind of kept it quiet and I knew that I had to manage it. 
What I found interesting, though, is that when I look at how jobs were portrayed, the only, where I live, the only things that were kind of advertised was retail. And even if you went to college, where I live, there wasn't many places that you could be kind of like a graphic designer or data analyst or something like that. I said before, I live in like a hospital community. So where I live, unless you know someone that can get you into a job or this was even before social media, your options were quite limited. And so I wish that back in the day, I kind of had had someone else that was lighting the way, like, this is what you can do. For me, that came about when I was about, I don't know, 14, 15, and I started listening to the radio. And there was one presenter that really, I really liked. And she's actually a voiceover artist now. And she's also a, you know, fellow, I can't believe I'm saying this, but a fellow radio presenter. It's so strange how because of her and because of a radio station that was once there, that was in the South, it wasn't too far away from where I lived. But because of that, I was able to go into or know that, okay, these people can do it. Why can't I? The strange thing is, is that when social media came about, that opened up the world, didn't it, really? And so it wasn't until just recently, I think, I know the lockdown, more and more people started podcasts and stuff, and I know in the community we're podcasting, a lot of people are getting downhearted because, you know, lockdowns are over and people are kind of going about a normal life. But... When it came to my health, this is what was the eye-opener for me. There was no one that lit the way. When I hit about 16, 15, 16, I knew I wanted to go into radio. I had this feeling that that was where I was supposed to go. I know that I think it was last year I did an episode, and I think it was called Oh My God, That's Me. And it reminded me of a podcast episode that I listened to. There's this fellow podcaster, she's also a hairstylist, and I'll tag her in this, so hopefully she can listen as well. If you're listening, hi, Crystal. And um, she is a hairstylist in Australia. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that, but in Australia. And she was talking about the fact that when she was younger, she had this thing happened where she went to the hairdressers and she was watching the stylist behind her do her hair and she realized that this is what she wanted to do for me i had the same thing with radio literally it was kind of like a strong emotion that was what i wanted to do but it hasn't been easy they do say that going into radio is one of the hardest things you can do i think it's because there's not enough invention there there's not enough people investing in it but those are, you know, that's the thing. There was a drive there. And I thought, I don't care how I have to do it. I'll, I'm going to find a way to do it. When I got ill, it made it worse. So migraines from the age of 12. And then when I hit my early 20s, I think it was because the recession hit. But my health took a tumble. And within, I think it was three years, I was diagnosed with three illnesses. And it was a lot to take in. But for me... I'm of the mind that, okay, if I get hit, it will shock me a little bit. I want to see how, okay, if I can't solve you, how can I manage you? If you're not going to hurt every day, how can I manage you? The weird thing is, though, is that 
something that I've had to get over is society and that is that how society sees you if you have a health condition or more than one you're known as oh you're just not you know you're disposable you know you're you're not like I can't use you you're not usable you're not glamorous enough you're not sexy enough you know you're you're unreliable you're not a face of a brand you're not a face of anything you're just dodgy little scrap heap and sorry like I say it's really cold in here <laughs> but this is the only quiet room so for me what I found really interesting is that when you do things yourself it's amazing how the tables turn and so you also look back over what you thought you wanted and what you hoped for and you realize you're kind of doing it but you're doing it in a different way and it's quite interesting as well because all the people that you look to and you think wow you're in the same industry now you've actually managed to do it you're actually it's different but you're doing it in a very similar way when it comes to health I have been that person that hasn't really fit into the clinic health community because I think I just don't feel like it's something that interests me I have a thirst for life I kind of it's true even though I have illnesses or conditions I want to do things I want to experience things within reason because there's certain things like everyone I think my body can't do things but I want to experience things and with the podcast it's another way of doing that which is quite cool the only thing is you can share it and report back so when it comes to health you will you won't find me mentioning about you know I mean, I'll be, I'll let you into a little secret. Behind the scenes, I'll make a joke about it. Like, you know, if I'm having an endo flare, I'll be dramatically funny with it. You know, um, I'll wait till it's quiet in the living room and I'll say, oh, I'm dying. This is the end, you know, because you're in pain. And I'm, you kind of, to me, it's important that people laugh with me. I don't want people to look at me and be like, Oh, oh no, poor you. That's not what I want. It's like, that does not help me at all. If I can make you laugh, there have been many a time where I've been in pain and I say something and my other half tried to stop himself from laughing. And he's like, I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh, it's just the way he said it. It's like, I want you to laugh because to me it's kind of like, I'm still able to make you laugh, so it's not all bad. But for me, I won't focus on my health conditions because I can do way more. As I've just mentioned, there's like, I don't know, 13 things I do throughout a week or throughout a day that my health even though I'm monitoring keeping an eye on it there are there's other things that you know you can do which is great because if you look at it that way then you notice that there are way more things you can do than you can't so you've got health we've covered that let's look at the week build up <laughs> believe it or not a podcast to me isn't just one day and you record it, you get behind the mic and you think boom. So it depends because there's a lot of hats you've got to build up. Say for example, if you're chasing up on people that want to advertise, you've got to make sure that you write down the calendar and then you chase it up. Or, okay, have I got a cover up this week? If not, I need one. Have I got the show notes? I need to write them up. Have I got, if it's an interview, is the person still available to interview? Have I got their cover art? Have I got to edit it? I don't edit Quacky Gems podcast for me because I think it's a conversation. 
And in real life, I don't know about you, but you can't really edit out coughs and sneezes. And so I think it's very interesting to put that in. It's a conversation. I don't read off of a script. It's not how I was taught. When I was taught in to do radio, and I was taught by Southampton HBA how to do radio, I did a six-week course to do it. When I was behind the mic, I wasn't taught to read off a script. Radio is not TV. There is not radio and podcast. There's no auto cue there. You have show notes that keep you kind of on the context of the episode. So you know you've got what you'll talk about in what format you'll talk about it, that kind of thing. But it's not like, for example, you know, well, I don't really. My show notes aren't really organized in a way that you can read it as a as an audio script but one thing that stands out on Mars if someone does if it's like an audio book and someone's reading it to you and to me I've listened to podcasts where I've where people have done that and it's like it's a proper turn off but yeah so for me a week build up is okay if I've got the cover up have I got the subject have I put out there the social media do my listeners know when my episode will be dropping do people know how they can listen? If there's a past episode that comes up, okay, can people get to that without having to dig through archives to get to it? If so, do I have a question that I want to put out to my listeners and to my followers? If so, I know that I've got to do that a few days before the podcast, so I've got the information there. Also, how are my stats? What podcast episodes are doing well? I have to promote the episode just gone in case you missed it the first time. So all of this kind of goes in, but it's a part of my routine. And a lot of the time, it's something I do without even thinking about it. It kind of becomes second nature. Another thing for me, and this is an important thing, support system. To me, I would not be me if I didn't have the people around me. It's true. I've talked about my family so much on the podcast because that's what makes me me. So I am from a very close-knit family and I'm very proud of that. I know a lot of people can't say the same, but for me, I'll be honest with you, living with conditions the way I do, I would not be able to do the things that I can without the support of my family. For example... Just to, sorry, I'm moving. I'm sat on my bed and I've got a pillow across my legs, you know. Very professional, I know. So just recently, I was talking to Jack, my other half, about a guest that I was interested in getting on the podcast. And you kind of do have this little bit of like, oh, should I contact them? I don't know. I don't know if they'll look at the podcast and think it's not that kind of thing. I don't really. It's like imposter syndrome. And so Jack said, why don't you just message them and ask them, you know, just put together what you want to talk to them about and try. I tried and within, I don't know, a couple of emails, you get to build like a, you know, it's quite interesting when you talk to, say, celebrities or well-known people. It's interesting because when you take away the TV or the rolling camera, you know, or the makeup or whatever it is, it's very interesting because you're talking to people and they're down-to-earth people and they find it interesting too. And what I like is the fact that you can watch people on TV or you know about them in the media or you know about them on social media and you get them behind the microphone 
and you can ask them. I'm from that generation where I didn't grow up with social media. So for me, this is still like a, a really interesting lifestyle because you're basically reaching out to people and it's, it's quite something. So it's, I mentioned earlier about the word secret keeper. It's weird because you could be talking to someone well known and you're keeping that a secret. Because in any other job, if you had someone you were talking to, it would be called data protection. Even though I don't have any governing body that governs who and what I talk about, I am from the kind of perspective that it goes, no, it's confidential. You're trusting me. We're having a conversation. We're building up a, a rapport. And so that's how it stays. I'm not one of those people that, even though I do it to my family, this is quite interesting. So <laughs> if I'm talking to someone that's well known and that most people know of, especially in the UK, I will talk to Jack. It happened just recently. I was talking to someone, but I can't say too much at the moment. I was talking to someone. Oh, my God, the excitement. I literally hit the ceiling. <laughs> and it's weird because if you're going to interview this person, You've got to keep professional, and I want to keep professional, but I'll be honest, I am only human, okay? And so I remember uh, just recently I was talking to someone well-known, and I asked them to come onto the podcast, and we were in talks about how to do it. And I remember it's someone that, it, it's just crazy. And I remember I was talking to my other half about it, and I, literally for two hours at night, there I was. And this person's connected to a memory. They didn't know that till just recently. And I <laughs> I was talking to Jack and I was like, I can't believe this. Literally, you could have peeled me off of the ceiling. I was that high. And I was like, no, no way. I was fangirling. There, I said it, okay? I was fangirling. I've talked to famous people before. I've talked to well-known people before. This person... I was fangirling and I was saying to, if you don't know what that means, it basically means when you're, you know, you're a fan, you're like, oh my God, you know, like, ah, kind of thing. That, that means fangirling over here. So I, <laughs> I was talking to this person, oh, I can't tell you, I text, I told my mum, because my mum was asleep at the time, I told my brother, because, and my brother was like, no, I was like, yeah, and it's weird because you have to keep a secret, but all the people that I love and trust can. And it's an interesting one because when you talk about well-known people, to me, it's privacy. And I wouldn't like it if people, I mean, I'm not famous, but if you're talking to famous people, I kind of think, okay, it, you can get excited. I get excited behind the scenes, you know, and I'll talk about a memory. I'll talk about something because you need to let it out some way. I talked to my mum about it, and my mum is one of the people, she'll bring you down to earth in a good way, and she'll talk about the memory that something's connected to, and, you know, and, like, Jack, Jack's kind of like another one, he'll bring you down to earth, he'll sit there, literally, I'm kind of, when this took place, when this person I was talking to, I was literally running around the room pretty much, not literally, because my body can't do that, but, yeah, it was something (laughs) And just recently, so this past week, I have been talking to 
someone else in talks with someone else about getting them onto the podcast. They're well known. I can't mention anything because it's up in the air at the moment. But that's what I love, being a secret keeper. And it's quite a privilege to do because you're talking about people and it's like, just wait, just wait. You think you've seen it all? You haven't seen anything yet, but just wait. So there's that. And P- Another thing is, right, I was talking to my mum recently and I said, what do you, <laughs> what is the similarity between being related to a podcaster and a comedian? And my mum looks at me, she's like, well, you have to be very careful what you say around them because they'll probably use you in, <laughs> they'll use you in their show. <laughs> and that's the truth. If you know a podcaster, bet your bottom dollar that what you talk about in some shape or form will be mentioned in the podcast. It will. It's true. It's just something. That's where we get the material from. Something funny. It's what happens in our day-to-day life. So pretty much it's the same thing. Should have added that to the list, shouldn't I? But yeah. It's kind of very similar. If we're talking to someone, we refer back to something or something. You know, we refer back to a conversation. But it's something that if you know a podcaster or a comedian, you're going to be a part of their show. It's going to happen one way or another. So, yeah, a secret keeper. Another thing I love about my family is that where I don't have a lot of energy to play with, for example... There's something I'm planning for the podcast in the context of a few weeks' time. And I needed something to do it. It's a plan that I've got. And, (laughs) well, (laughs) nasal, a cold room. I mean, seriously, this is is something else, I tell you. I was talking to a listener and someone I know. And I was saying, you know, I've got some plans in the works for the podcast and they're very interested. And it's interesting because I have, on leverage that I control, there's two things that are up in the pipeline with the podcast. And you have to be a secret keeper and a planner. So you've got two hats going on. And what I find curious about it is that when it comes to family, you wouldn't be able to function without them. So, for example... If you, for example, there's something in the house at the moment that I'll probably be using in in the context of one or more episodes time. And so with that, I need help with undoing this thing. So I don't have the energy to undo it because I just don't have the energy in me. And you need people around you that you live with to help you with certain things, like help you with undoing mail or undoing things that you just don't have the energy to do. With my family, though, I know... Quirky Gems podcast wouldn't be without them. And I know that I wouldn't be me without them. So every day I'm playing... Oh, living hell. Excuse me, this this room's getting colder. But I wouldn't be me without the people around me. And also the finished product. So, yeah, every, every day, every week, a combination of a few days. So on the Monday... I think about the Thursday's episode, then I kind of space it out. So on the Tuesday and Wednesday, I know I've got to do a cover up for it. On the Thursday, I know it's got to go out, if not the Friday. So it's kind of like a combination of a week thing. And so in that, you've got finance to take care of, you've got planning, you've got the DJ because you've got to put the show together. And all this stuff goes in to making Quacky Gems podcast what you guys listen to every week. So that 
in itself is what goes on behind the scenes here at Quirky Gems Podcast. And it's going to be very interesting as well because this is being recorded on 23rd of November 2021. And it'll be interesting to see in a year's time how it would have changed if it has. And uh, I hope that you guys will still follow me and listen and we'll kind of see how it changes together. So maybe you're a fellow podcaster. Maybe it's different for you. Let me know. Or even if you want to, why not dedicate a show to it and tag me in it? You know, why not do a day in the life of a podcaster and tag me in it and say, you know, you heard about it on Quacky Gems podcast. If you follow me on the socials, I will share it on my podcast. And yeah, that that would be cool, wouldn't it? But um, yeah, that's a day in the life of Quacky Gems podcast. So I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found it informative. It might be something you already know. Oh, my nose. Excuse me. It might be something you already know. It might be something you didn't. When I listen back on this, probably one day, I think, oh, my goodness. Seriously. But this is what happens when you record a podcast in zero degrees. (laughs) So thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. I am Gem Swallow. And this is Cracky Gems Podcast. And all the details you need are coming up right now. Thanks so much for listening. A day in the life of a podcaster. If you just checked out that blooper that I did for my social medias, and hopefully that set the tone for the episode that you're about to <laughs> you're about to witness. <laughs> this is the second time recording this. I got to a good bit in this episode, and then my body was like, "Oh no, I'm gonna sneeze," and I don't edit it out, so it was like, "Okay, we'll go with this." Welcome to Cranky Gems Podcast, the madness that is me. And I'm going to show you a little bit about behind the scenes of what a day in the life of a podcaster is like. I'm going to be talking about my health. I'm going to be talking about my family. I'm going to be talking about an average day, an average week. And so I hope you'll find this episode interesting. Before we get stuck in though, I'm going to put out there that I was interviewed just recently for a digital magazine called Jordan Lee. You might know her as Life of a Glasgow Girl. And she interviewed me about Quacky Gems podcast. If you aren't signed up to a mailing list, then you probably didn't get a chance to read it. No worries, though. She has graciously allowed me to share the interview on my website. It's thequackygems.wordpress.com. Again, thequackygems.wordpress.com. If you want to check it out, it's also on my link tree on my social medias. And if you want to check it out, it's there for you. I will also link it on my stories and probably on my social media. So you won't miss out. So, little disclaimer, I'm in a cold room, so I probably sound a little bit stuffed up, probably why I sneezed as I was recording this very episode about five minutes ago, and it really annoyed me, but still, the show will go on. So, when I was thinking about how to format this episode, I came up against two options. The first one that I was going to edit it together kind of by little snippets on a voice recorder and kind of edit it together like I've just woke up or a couple of hours later, this is what I'm doing. But I thought, okay, I don't know if I can carry that out simply because it will be exhausting for me. You know, I have chronic fatigue syndrome. Fatigue is a thing. And so my job is to make sure I don't crash with that. So I figured, okay, with the help of talking to my other half, we decided we just write it down and I'll tell you what a day and a week is like behind the mic. Ooh, I'm a poet and didn't know it, who knew? 
So, there are a bunch of labels that goes into being a podcaster. There are. You might think you sit behind a mic, you press record, you talk about anything that comes to your mind, you hope someone listens and you're a podcaster. Yeah, that can be. If that's your bag, then well, be it for me to put shade over your dream. You go forth and you do your thing. But for me, it's a lot different. <laughs> so, Cracky Jam's podcast is three years old. And I, if you don't know, I had a podcast before called Imagination with Im. And I've also radio presenter and DJ. So, podcasting is fit right in. So when I was actually composing the show notes for this and I wrote down all the hats that I wear that go into Quirky Gems podcast, here they are. So photographer, social media manager, presenter, producer, admin, secretary, finance, secret keeper, more on that later, advertiser, planner, DJ, data analyst, editor, voiceover artiste and graphic designer. All of these go into what makes Quirky Gems Podcast, Quirky Gems Podcast. (laughs) So I will start off with photographer. I'm not going to go through all of these because I know I've got time for that. But yeah, so photographer. One thing I like about Quirky Gems Podcast are the cover art. The things you see that you click on with the podcast that get you to... Press play and be like, I'll just have a cheeky little listen, you know, no one's watching. I might be at work on the tube, in bed or wherever, I hate no judgment. But I'll just have a little play on this and we'll see how it goes. That sounded really bad, didn't it? In my head that went out a different way, but still. So, photographer to me. I am the photographer in my family. It's true. I don't know where it comes from, but if there's a something happening, like my cat will do something, or we're having a funny five minutes doing something, you know, because this is my life, I'm mad. Then, <laughs> like you didn't know that. If, you know, this is my life, you can always find me taking pictures on a camera or planning something with a camera. I do that. It's just something that isn't actually a part of my life. It's something that people know me, oh, Jem's got a camera out. You can't be camera shy in my family. People have tried and they failed miserably because <laughs> even the pictures you don't see, I will capture. I will. I will, I will try. And um, I'm not so good, like, in front of the camera. That That's a, a different thing. But behind the camera, this is me. So. I enjoy taking different photographs for cover art and it helps me to remember the episodes that I've done as well. And so I think that's what, you know, it takes Quacky Gems podcast away from other podcasters as well. And there's your one that does interviews and you're going to have like different people on your cover up, but I'm assuming you're not the one taking the photograph. I know when I've done interviews in the past with people, and I would say, you know, can I have a picture? Someone else is taking a picture and I just have to edit it together. But for me, I find it interesting how you can take a snapshot of your life in time. And then a year down the line, you can be shown it via archive on Instagram. And you can, it, I know Facebook has the same kind of thing. They are from the same company, so it makes sense. But for me, I like the fact you can look over, say, three years ago 
if you're taking a picture, that time that was like one in a story. But I like the fact that you can look over three years ago and you'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember that. So just recently I did one three years ago, an archive showed up on my Instagram about chronic fatigue syndrome. And I was like, wow, I vaguely remember that. But yeah, I still have the hand warmers as well. So it's like, oh, you know, I remember that. Oh, it's been four years now. I've had those hand warmers. So it's, you know, it's a little memory. That's something that I really like doing. But all of the roles that you have all go into making the podcast as it is. And I'll be honest, I'm very proud of it. Because seven years, <laughs> I say, I'm going to say this, it's strange actually. This kind of goes underneath the title of Secret Keeper. I was having a conversation just recently with someone that is very close to me that I love dearly. And they asked me, you don't talk about your health conditions a lot. And they were asking me why. And I was pondering this, I gave them an answer. But I was pondering this this morning. And as I was preparing to get behind the mic, you know, this episode's probably going to either go out tonight or tomorrow because I have to go out tomorrow. Depends on how my body is. But what I found curious is that I approach my health in a really, I think, a healthy way, to be honest. But it hasn't always been like that. When I talk about my health, okay, so... If you guys have followed me for a good amount of time on the podcast, you'll know I've talked about endo. That was about three, four years ago now. Endometriosis and the little area in my life that I was talking about. I was trying to find a solution. I thought I found one, but I was met with a closed door. And that had a really, really bad impact on my mental health. And it's something that... I couldn't go over, I couldn't go round, I couldn't go through, I couldn't go under. So I just kind of thought, okay, this is closed door, I'm going to move on. You know, beginning, middle and the end of it, I'm going to move on. It's just something I've got to manage. Shouldn't be like that, but this is what my lesson was. And so I kind of got to the realisation that at this time in life, in the planet I'm living on, in the society I'm living in, what I require just isn't available to me. So I'm just going to have to use the tools I have to live with what I've got and try and live as comfortably as I can. That's it in a nutshell. So when I think about my health, I you won't find me dwelling. I don't know how. I don't like to sit there all day on the sofa and watch the world go by. I can't do it. I've tried. I've had seven years or eight years now I've had migraines since the age of 12, and you learn that certain parts of society aren't built to accommodate you, and so you get resourceful in what you can and can't do. I will say, though, that the lesson has been, I wish that there had been more people going into the roles that we all want to do, but showing us how to do it, and when I was younger, there was not many people that did that. When I was younger, it's quite interesting because my health was an important part of my life, even from the age of 12, because it hurt. There are parts of my body that hurt, and I knew that I, I kind of kept it quiet, and I knew that I had to manage it. What I found interesting, though, is that when I look at how jobs were portrayed, the only, where I live, the only things that were kind of advertised was retail. 
And even if you went to college, where I live, there wasn't many places that you could be kind of like a graphic designer or data analyst or something like that. I said before, I live in like a hospital community. So where I live, unless you know someone that can get you into a job or this was even before social media, your options are quite limited. And so I wish that back in the day, I kind of had had someone else that was lighting the way, like, this is what you can do. For me, that came about when I was about, I don't know, 14, 15, and I started listening to the radio. And there was one presenter that really, I really liked. And she's actually a voiceover artist now. And she's also a, you know, a fellow, I can't believe I'm saying this, but a fellow radio presenter. It's so strange how because of her and because of a radio station that was once there, that was in the South. It wasn't too far away from where I live. But because of that, I was able to go into or know that, okay, these people can do it. Why can't I? The strange thing is, is that when social media came about, that opened up the world, didn't it, really? And so it wasn't until just recently, I think, I know the lockdown, more and more people started podcasts and stuff, and I know in the community we're podcasting, a lot of people are getting downhearted because, you know, lockdowns are over and people are kind of going about a normal life. But... When it came to my health, this is what was the eye-opener for me. There was no one that lit the way. When I hit about 16, 15, 16, I knew I wanted to go into radio. I had this feeling that that was where I was supposed to go. I know that I think it was last year I did an episode, and I think it was called Oh My God, That's Me. And it reminded me of a podcast episode that I listened to. There's this fellow podcaster, she's also a hairstylist, and I'll tag her in this, so hopefully she can listen as well. If you're listening, hi, Crystal. And um, she is a hairstylist in Australia. (laughs) I don't know where I was going with that, but in Australia. And she was talking about the fact that when she was younger, she had this thing happened where she went to the hairdressers and she was watching the stylist behind her do her hair and she realized that this is what she wanted to do for me i had the same thing with radio literally it was kind of like a strong emotion that was what i wanted to do but it hasn't been easy they do say that going into radio is one of the hardest things you can do i think it's because there's not enough invention there there's not enough people investing in it But those are, you know, that's the thing. There was a drive there. And I thought, I don't care how I have to do it. I'm going to find a way to do it. When I got ill, it made it worse. So migraines from the age of 12. And then when I hit my early 20s, I think it was because the recession hit. But my health took a tumble. And within, I think it was three years, I was diagnosed with three illnesses. And it was a lot to take in. But for me... I'm of the mind that, okay, if I get hit, it will shock me a little bit. I want to see how, okay, if I can't solve you, how can I manage you? If you're not going to hurt every day, how can I manage you? The weird thing is, though, is that something that I've had to get over is society. And that is that how society sees you. If you have a health condition or more than one, you're known as, oh, you're just not, you know, you're disposable. 
you know, you're you're not like I can't use you. You're not usable. You're not glamorous enough. You're not sexy enough. You know, you're you're unreliable. You're not a face of a brand. You're not a face of anything. You're just dodgy little scrap heap. And sorry, like I say, it's really cold in here, <laughs> but this is the only quiet room. So for me, what I found really interesting is that when you do things yourself. It's amazing how the tables turn. And so you also look back over what you thought you wanted and what you hoped for. And you realise you're kind of doing it, but you're doing it in a different way. And it's quite interesting as well. Because all the people that you look to and you think, wow, you're in the same industry now. You've actually managed to do it. You're actually, it's different, but you're doing it in a very similar way. When it comes to health, I have been that person that hasn't really fit into the clinic health community because I think I just don't feel like it's something that interests me. I have a thirst for life. I kind of, it's true, even though I have illnesses or conditions, I want to do things. I want to experience things within reason because there's certain things, like everyone, I think, my body can't do things, but... I want to experience things. And with the podcast, it's another way of doing that, which is quite cool. The only thing is you can share it and report back. So when it comes to health, you will you won't find me mentioning about, you know, I mean I'll be I'll let you into a little secret. Behind the scenes, I'll make a joke about it. Like, you know, if I'm having an endo flare, I'll be dramatically funny with it. You know, I'll I'll wait till it's quiet in the living room and I say oh, I'm dying, this is the end, you know, because you're in pain, and you kind of, to me, it's important that people laugh with me, I don't want people to look at me and be like, oh oh no, poor you, that's not what I want, it's like, that does not help me at all, if I can make you laugh, there have been many a time where I've been in pain, and I say something, and my other half's tried to stop himself from laughing, and he's like, I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh, it's just the way he said, it's like, I want you to laugh, because to me, it's kind of like, I'm still able to make you laugh, so it's not all bad. But for me, I won't focus on my health conditions because I can do way more. As I just mentioned, there's like, I don't know, 13 things I do throughout a week or throughout a day that my health, even though I'm monitoring and keeping an eye on it, there are, there's other things that, you know, you can do, which is great because if you look at it that way, then you notice that, there are way more things you can do than you can't. So you've got health. We've covered that. Let's look at the week build-up. <laughs> Believe it or not, a podcast to me isn't just one day and you record it, you get behind the mic and you think, boom. So it depends because there's a lot of hats you've got to build up. Say, for example, if you're chasing up on people that want to advertise, you've got to make sure that you write down the calendar and then you chase it up. Or, okay, have I got a cover-up this week? If not, I need one. Have I got the show notes? I need to write them up. Have I got, if it's an interview, is the person still available to interview? Have I got their cover art? Have I got to edit it? I don't edit Quacky Gem podcast for me because I think it's a conversation. And in real life, I don't know about you, but you can't really edit out coughs and sneezes. And so I think... It's very interesting to put that in. It's a conversation. I don't read off of a script. 
it's not how I was taught. When I was taught in to do radio, and I was taught by Southampton HBA how to do radio, I did a six weeks course to do it. When I was behind the mic, I wasn't taught to read off a script. Radio is not TV. There is not radio and podcast. There's no auto cue there. You have show notes that keep you kind of on the context of the episode. So you know you've got what you'll talk about in what format you'll talk about it, that kind of thing. But it's not like, for example, you know, well, I don't really, my show notes aren't really organised in a way that you can read it as a as an audio script. But one thing that stands out on Mars if someone does, if it's like an audio book and someone's reading it to you. And to me, I've listened to podcasts where I've where people have done that and it's like, it's a proper turn off. But yeah, so for me, a week build up is, okay, have I got the cover up? Have I got the subject? Have I put out there the social media so my listeners know when my episode will be dropping? Do people know how they can listen? If there's a past episode that comes up, okay, can people get to that without having to dig through archives to get to it? If so, do I have a question that I want to put out to my listeners and to my followers? If so, I know that I've got to do that a few days before the podcast, so I've got the information there. Also, how are my stats? What podcast episodes are doing well? I have to promote the episode just gone in case you missed it the first time. So all of this kind of goes in, but it's a part of my routine. And a lot of the time, it's something I do without even thinking about it. It kind of becomes second nature. Another thing for me, and this is an important thing, support system. To me, I would not be me if I didn't have the people around me. It's true. I've talked about my family so much on the podcast because that's what makes me me. So I am from a very close-knit family and I'm very proud of that. I know a lot of people can't say the same, but for me... I'll be honest with you, living with conditions the way I do, I would not be able to do the things that I can without the support of my family. For example, just to let sorry, I'm moving, I'm sat on my bed and I've got a pillow across my legs, you know, very professional, I know. So just recently, I was talking to Jack Malahaf about a guest that I was interested in getting on the podcast. And you kind of do have this little bit of like, oh, should I contact them? I don't know. I don't know if they'll look at the podcast and think it's not that kind of thing. I don't really. It's like imposter syndrome. And so Jack said, why don't you just message them and ask them? You know, just put together what you want to talk to them about and try. I tried. And within... I know a couple of emails you get to build like a you know it's quite interesting when you talk to say celebrities or well-known people it's interesting because when you take away the tv or the rolling camera you know or the makeup or whatever it is it's very interesting because you're talking to people and they're down-to-earth people and they find it interesting too and what I like is the fact that you can watch people on TV or you know about them in the media or you know about them on social media and you get them behind the microphone and you can ask them. I'm from that generation where I didn't grow up with social media. So for me, this is still like a, a really interesting lifestyle because you're basically reaching out to people 
and it's it's quite something. So it's I mentioned earlier about the word secret keeper. It's weird because you could be talking to someone well known and you're keeping that a secret. Because in any other job, if you had someone you were talking to, it'd be called data protection. Even though I don't have any governing body that governs who and what I talk about, I am from the kind of perspective that it goes, no, it's confidential. You're trusting me. We're having a conversation. We're building up a a rapport. And so that's how it stays. I'm not one of those people that, even though I do it to my family, this is quite interesting. So if I'm talking to someone that's well known and that most people know of, especially in the UK, I will talk to Jack. It happened just recently. I was talking to someone, but I can't say too much at the moment. I was talking to someone. Oh my God, the excitement. I literally hit the ceiling. (laughs) And it's weird because if you're going to interview this person, You've got to keep professional, and I want to keep professional, but I'll be honest, I am only human, okay? And so I remember uh, just recently I was talking to someone well-known, and I asked them to come onto the podcast, and we were in talks about how to do it. And I remember it's someone that, it's just crazy. And I remember I was talking to my other half about it, and literally for two hours at night, there I was. And this person's connected to a memory. They didn't know that till just recently. And I I was talking to Jack and I was like, I can't believe this. Literally, you could have peeled me off of the ceiling. I was that high. And I was like, no, no way. I was fangirling. There, I said it, okay? I was fangirling. I've talked to famous people before. I've talked to well-known people before. This person... I was fangirling and I was saying to, if you don't know what that means, it basically means when you're, you know, you're a fan, you're like, oh my God, you know, ah, kind of thing. That, that means fangirling over here. So I, <laughs> I was talking to this person, oh, I can't tell you, I text, I told my mum, because my mum was asleep at the time, I told my brother, because, and my brother was like, no, I was like, yeah, and it's weird because you had to keep a secret, but all the people that I love and trust can. And it's an interesting one because when you talk about well-known people, to me, it's privacy. And I wouldn't like it if people, I mean, I'm not famous, but if you're talking to famous people, I kind of think, okay, it, you can get excited. I get excited behind the scenes, you know, and I'll talk about a memory. Or I'll talk about something because you need to let it out some way. I talked to my mum about it, and my mum is one of the people she'll bring you down to earth in a good way, and she'll talk about the memory that something's connected to, and you know, and like Jack, Jack's kind of like another one. He'll bring you down to earth. He'll sit there. Literally, I'm kind of when this took place, when this person I was talking to, I was literally running around the room pretty much. Not literally because my body can't do that, but yeah, it was something. <laughs> And just recently, so this past week, I have been talking to someone else in talks with someone else about getting them onto the podcast. They're well known. I can't mention anything because it's up in the air at the moment. But that's what I love, being a secret keeper. 
and it's quite a privilege to do because you're talking about people and it's like just wait just wait you think you've seen it all you haven't seen anything yet but just wait so there's that and pe- another thing is right i was talking to my mum recently and i said what do you <laughs> what is the similarity between being related to a podcaster and a comedian and my mum looks at me she's like well um, you have to be very careful what you say around them because they'll probably use you in <laughs> they'll use you in their show <laughs> and that's the truth if you know a podcaster bet your bottom dollar that what you talk about in some shape or form will be mentioned in the podcast it will it's true it's just something that's where we get the material from something funny it's what happens in our day-to-day life so pretty much it's the same thing should have added that to the list shouldn't i but yeah it's kind of very similar if we're talking to someone we refer back to something or something you know we refer back to a conversation but it's something that if you know a podcaster or a comedian you're going to be a part of their show it's going to happen one way or another so yeah a secret keeper another thing i love about my family is that where i don't have a lot of energy to play with for example there's something I'm planning for the podcast in the context of a few weeks time and I needed something to do it it's a plan that I've got and <laughs> well <laughs> nasal a cold room it, I mean seriously this is this is something else I tell you I was talking to a listener and someone I know and I was saying, you know, I've got some plans in the works for the podcast and they're very interested. And it's interesting because I have, on average that I control, there's two things that are up in the pipeline with the podcast. And you have to be a secret keeper and a planner. So you've got two hats going on. And what I find curious about it is that when it comes to family, you wouldn't be able to function without them. So, for example... If you, for example, there's something in the house at the moment that I'll probably be using in, in the context of one or more episodes time. And so with that, I need help with undoing this thing because I don't have the energy to undo it because I just don't have the energy in me. And you need people around you that you live with to help you with certain things, like help you with undoing mail or undoing things that you just don't have the energy to do. With my family, though, I know Quirky Gems podcast wouldn't be without them. And I know that I wouldn't be me without them. So every day I'm playing... Oh, living hell. Excuse me, this this room's getting colder. But I wouldn't be me without the people around me. And also the finished product. So, yeah, every, every day, every week, a combination of a few days. So on the Monday... I think about the Thursday's episode then I kind of space it out so on the Tuesday and Wednesday I know I've got to do a cover up for it on the Thursday I know it's got to go out if not the Friday so it's kind of like a combination of a week thing and so in that you've got finance to take care of you've got planning you've got the DJ because you've got to put the show together and all this stuff goes in to making Quacky Gems podcast what you guys listen to every week so that in itself is what goes on behind the scenes here at Quacky Gems podcast and it's going to be very interesting as well because this is being recorded on 23rd of November 2021 and it'll be interesting to see in a year's time 
how it would have changed if it has. And uh, I hope that you guys will still follow me and listen. And we'll kind of see how it changes together. So maybe you're a fellow podcaster. Maybe it's different for you. Let me know. Or even if you want to, why not dedicate a show to it and tag me in it? You know, why not do a day in the life of a podcaster and tag me in it and say, you know, you heard about it on Quacky Jones podcast. If you follow me on the socials, I will share it on my podcast. And yeah, that that would be cool, wouldn't it? But um, yeah. That's a day in the life of Quaggy Gems podcast. So I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found it informative. You, it might be something you already know. Oh, my nose. Excuse me. It might be something you already know. It might be something you didn't. When I listen back on this, probably one day I think, oh, my goodness. Seriously. But this is what happens when you record a podcast in zero degrees. I'm the art, but hey. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. I am Gem Swallow. And this is Quacky Gems Podcast, and all the details you need are coming up right now. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you for listening to Quacky Gems Podcast. And remember, new episodes drop every Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to follow me on my socials on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Radio Gems.